Hello everyone, this is Alicia from Call for Combat Reform, and um, today um, I'm going to talk about what uh, my take is basically on the Father Frank Bavone scandal that has been going on um, in the church within the last few months, and um, just, you know, where I kind of stand on it, um, and talking about people's reactions to it when it came out. Um, so join me as I, I kind of go into some of the allegations. Um, this kind of goes deeper than what I can go through right now or um, what I can. Of course, there's still um, calls for investigations going on. Um, so there's not all the answers that we need right now, but um We'll definitely go into what we do know and um, just kind of what we can learn from the situation. to start by saying that this is how I found out about the whole Father Frank Bavone situation. Um, I got an email from a very good friend um, a few months ago, and um, in it, it had a link to some sort of publication um, defending Father Frank Pavone. And, um, and of course, she was telling me, you know, basically that um, you know, here's another good priest that's being canceled. Um, and, uh, you know, this is so unfair. And I told her at the time, I said, we need to step back and just kind of see where things lie, um, with us. Um, I mean, I, I, I've never really had anything personal against Father Frank Pavone. Um, I've kind of heard things through the years. I know there was um, about 10 years ago, I think it was, uh, he had some sort of, um, I don't know, disagreement with his then bishop, um, I believe down in Texas. I don't know all the situation, but, um, every priest that I talked to said he was being disobedient, that basically he was being told to do something and he wasn't. Um, and so I just kind of took it in stride. Um, obviously he's very, um, very out in the public. He's talked on, you know, Fox News and Newsmax and, um, I, I'm sure many other major news outlets. So he's very popular, obviously. And, um, you know, I, I, I saw him recently, uh, maybe like five months ago, um, on, I think Newsmax. I was just watching it. You know, I don't watch Newsmax very often, but, um, 
I just happened to be watching it, and they said, oh, Father Frank Bavone's going to be on, so um, waited for him to come on, and I noticed that there was this, you know, it, in whatever room he was in, um, in the background was like an American flag, I believe, and there was a picture, picture of Donald Trump, and I thought, well, that's really weird. Like, why would you, you know, even if you agree with Donald Trump with, you know, his pro-life stances and things like that, why would you have a picture of him? Like, it just seemed kind of inappropriate. Um, so when my friend sent this, I, I, like I said, I told her, you know, you need to take things in stride. And the first thing that came to mind was Father John Karapi. Um, I was at one of Father John Karapi's, I think it might have been his last public event. Actually, I'm not quite sure, or one of, one of his last. Um, it was in Cincinnati. I went with a group of women from my church. Um, and it was really shocking because when we went to see him, um, it was during like the Obama, Sarah Palin era. Um, and he was just talking a lot about politics. I mean, not, I, I don't remember him really talking much about, um, anything spiritual. It's just so, so much about politics. He wasn't wearing his habit. He was wearing clerics. He had this weird, like, goatee thing going on. And in the midst of his talk, he started talking about, um, people were out against him. Um, that people were, you know, uh, spying on him at his, at his home and, um, that, you know, he, he had to do all these things to keep himself safe. It, and I, I remember walking away from it and, you know, yeah, it was great to see Father John Karapi at the time, but at the same time, I, you know, I was just like, what in the world is going on? This is so weird. And so unlike all these things that I've heard online about him and, you know, all these speeches that he's done, which were, were very solid. Um, but yeah, he, he, there's something weird and it, obviously just a few weeks later, I think, or maybe a month or two later, all this stuff came pouring out about him and the scandal and the women he was sleeping with and the kids that he had. Um, so I, I, <laughs> I just take things with a grain of salt um, we should never hyper idolize people in the church. And when we do, um, this is the type of things that can happen because, um, you know, unfortunately people are human and, um, sometimes people, you know, things get to their head or, you know, they have their own personal demons and, um, they don't always make the, the best choices. Um, we know that, you know, Father uh, John Karapi, for instance, um, I think right now he's just kind of living like a hermit from what I've been told, um, which is what he should do. Um, but, um, you know, he, he talked very openly about his past and he was definitely, you know, into drugs and sex and all kinds of things. Um, before his conversion and um so it's it's really no surprise that you know when he had all this fame and everything that he was really tempted to jump back into these things and you know i think the biggest part of that scandal was that he'd been doing it 
he'd, he'd, been, he'd had this mistress and everything and this illegitimate child um, for, for almost a decade, I believe, at the time. So keeping that in mind, um, uh, switch over to Father Frank Pavone and, and things are starting to leak out about him. Um, I just read today about um, trying to catch up with some news. But there's a really good article in Church Militant about um, Father Frank Pavone, and they actually had a statement from Andrew Smith. Andrew Smith was on the board from 2014 to 2021. Um, I'll link that in this podcast so you can look at it yourself. Um, But in it, Andrew is you know, talking about that he saw some things that weren't um, kosher while he was there. Um, And he does verify um, a statement by Father Stephen Imbarato. I hope I'm saying that name right, but uh, Father Stephen also worked for uh, Priests for Life for a time. And um he's basically andrew in this piece is talking about how there needs to be an independent investigation that's separate from the the priest for life board because many of those people on the board are uh paid obviously and um they are also you know the 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 chairman of the board is father frank pavone himself um and then it goes on to include the statement from Father Stephen Embarato. Again, I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, And in it, he actually states that um, he counseled a woman. um, I'm trying to find it here as I scroll through. Um. He says, and I quote, I was involved in one situation as a counselor to which I can directly attest. Um, My long-term advisement in this matter came about because Priests for Life, as much as they had a very detailed workplace sexual harassment policy, they had no human resource department or independent confidential workplace sexual harassment committee. We know that as early as the 1990s, according to a Pillar Catholic article, a young woman alleges she was sexually harassed in her workplace um, over a period of time by Father Frank Pavone. We also know that according to the Church Militant article, an anonymous priest whom both Andrew and I personally know stated that he encountered two allegations of misconduct during his tenure with Priests for Life. Um, Trying to find here. Um, and I don't remember exactly, he says, I was very closely involved in the baby altar incident. I have to look up exactly what that was, but, um, basically he's confirming that. I don't remember if like a baby was put on an altar or something, it was something weird. Um, but he does talk about, um, counseling a woman in here. So, um, again, you can look through this um, yourself and 
um, kind of see it, see what you're, you know, what they're talking about as well, their, their own, um, yeah, it says, as Andrew stated, there are aware that there have been at least four allegations of improper conduct on the part of Father Frank Pavone. I was involved in one situation as a counselor to which I can directly attest. My long-term advisement in this matter came about because Priests for Life, as much as they had a very detailed workplace, so he he actually um, counseled one of these women that, um, you know, was harassed. But um, they do link a Pillar article, um, a Pillar Catholic article, and um, it's also very interesting. It's a hard read. But um, it has this woman's account. Um, so she's talking about how she worked. Um, she's a college student um, in the late 1990s. Um, and the things that she um, encountered while she was there. Um, so Father Frank Bavone basically hired on the, on the spot after he asked her like two questions. And um, it was about like what, like what kind of food she liked um basically and um had nothing to do um uh with like the actual work um the actual questions he asked were if i liked roller coasters and if i ate seafood <laughs> um two things she later learned were favorites of the priest um and she learned that her job would cover her travel, housing, and telephone bills if she re would relocate to work for Priest for Life's New York office. Um, so she goes to work for them. And uh, she says that Pavone began grooming her soon after she arrived at Priest for Life. Um, she was only 20 years old. Um, the priest arranged her work schedule so that she would work late hours, usually until 9 or 10 p.m., when only he and she would be in the office. Um, so he was doing really weird things. He would tell her to call him dad that and that he was her spiritual daughter, which is just, yeah, I mean, every priest is a spiritual father, but um, he's obviously trying to manipulate a relationship um for his own devious ones um and she talks about he was rubbing her back at one point and after he left he she realized her bra was unclasped um there and it just keeps getting worse and worse he kind of invites her to like stay after different events or he kind of manipulates things so that they're alone um, and, um, she, you know, didn't give in to, um, kind of what he wanted, um, basically. And so he would get angry at her. So just really inappropriate stuff and, um, definitely read this article, but this all goes to show that, you know, um, I, I, I you see this over and over and over again. Um, people get big heads, right? So Father Frank Pavone, maybe at some time he really did have a huge heart for the unborn and stopping the horrific act, which is abortion. Um, but I think in one of these articles, they said that 
Priest for Life gets up to $10 million a year um, from donations, which is crazy. Um, I had no idea. So um, I think it was Andrew uh, Smith that said, you know, people really need to stop sending in their donations until everything is cleared up and we know exactly what's going on. Um, but it just, you know, it, it's a great reminder that, you know, we can look up to people, we can have role models. And I think there's something natural about that. But we also always need to keep <laughs> this little space like in our back pocket, <laughs> you know, that, you know, that, yeah, people can be corrupt and, um, or people can become corrupt. Um, and, you know, I, I, I've just, I've learned, you know, through everything I've gone through that, you know, I, you know, there's people I look up to that I don't know personally, obviously I, I look at their work and I think, okay, I, I really admire this person. And, and, um, you know, I really don't care for like celebrities or anything like that. It's usually people that have done some sort of work for the underprivileged or, you know, um, one example I can give right now off the top of my head is Miguel Pratz, who is the founder of the Maria Gretti Network with Father Gavin. Um, that man has gone through hell and back um, with all the stuff that's gone on in the church. And he's just, you know, just an amazing man that, you know, he's not doing it for himself. He's doing it to help others. Um and to speak out for victims, you know, those are the kind of people I admire. And, but, you know, I, 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 Miguel isn't getting rich off of Maria Gretti network. Um, and maybe at first father Pabone wasn't getting rich off of priest for life, but obviously he is now, we know that money corrupts a lot of people's hearts and minds. Um, and it's just really sad, um, what's going on, but, you know, I, I think we just need to be very careful. Like my friend who heard the story and immediately wanted to just say, oh, you know, that, well, this is, you know, holy priest has done good work. It's like, no, I mean, sometimes you have to step back and say, I don't know, like, I don't know this priest. Um, I don't know this person and I, I don't, I don't know, you know, it, there could be things here that are shady. Um, and of course it, it depends on the situation. I, I know a priest that I know personally who was, it's a long story, but he was very suddenly, he, he had recently retired. And then like two days later, this guy comes out and he had just been released from prison. He's like, Oh, I was molested by this priest. No one else has ever made this claim. Um, a lot of people are saying that this guy was looking for money. I know this priest personally. I was, you know, I, I know a lot of people that me- know this priest. So, you know, it's, I can look at the situation and say, okay, I think this is false. Um, you know, if it comes out that it's it's not, then, you know, I, I'm going to have to deal with that. <laughs> but, you know, you can't just go all in defending someone, um, especially someone who's so public, um, when you don't know all the details. And um, for many people who came out, you know, 
on the internet and social media were like, you know, this is unfair. You know, apparently the whole uh, story that Father Frank Pavone didn't know about his laicization is false, according to people who are close to the situation, like Andrew Smith and Father Stephen. Um, apparently he didn't know what was going on. And, you know, um, so I don't know. Um, but I do agree with Andrew Smith that there needs to be a impartial third party investigation into these things. Um, and that's something we always speak about here on call for convert reform is that, you know, there needs to be more transparency, transparency and more accountability. And it, obviously it's needed right now in, in this situation, especially when there's so many people and people's monies involved in the situation. You know, $10 million is a lot of money um, that people are donating of their own free will. Um, so that being considered, it's very important that someone look into this very seriously and consider what's going on with this whole situation. So I, I you know, this has been going on for uh, a few months now. I don't think I have anything new according to the case to add to it, but I do think it's a great opportunity to just kind of, you know, step back and say, hey, when, when these allegations come out, especially against someone who's of such a high profile, um, even if they've done good work in the past, you know, if you don't know that person personally or you're not close to the situation, sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and just let, you know, the facts and um, all the things that need to happen take place before you jump in with your own theories or your own, you know, politics. Um, because, you know, what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. I've, I've always said that. Um, yeah, are there priests that are doing really crappy things that are, you know, uh, <laughs> fighting against what the magisterium of the church says? Yes. Um, and they should be investigated and looked into, obviously. But, um, you know, and maybe there is a bit of a double, double standard. But nonetheless, if there's something wrong going on with priests for life, that doesn't mean that, you know, we should ignore it for the fact that, you know, people that are, you know, more uh, for abortion or all these, these, you know, things that are really against our Catholic faith, um, that, you know, they're not being, you know, taken care of by the Vatican or any officials in the church, you know. <laughs> Um, that doesn't make any sense and it, it's, it's, it's not helping anything, you know? So, um, I, I, I just, you know, that that's what I had to say about it. Um, let me know if you have any of your own comments or, um, ideas about this whole thing with father Frank Pavone, or I guess he's not even father Frank Pavone anymore. It's just Frank Pavone. <clears throat> so, um, until next time, God bless.